0: Breakdown.
1: Breakdown. 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 Hey everybody, I'm Luke. And I'm Kurt. And welcome back to The Breakdown. Woo woo! Here we are once again. And uh, hey man, spring is in the air. Yes, you took the words right out of my mouth. Oh, come on. Yes, I love it. Yep. It's always hard when we push those clocks ahead, but you should know the week later or so, two weeks later, sun, it's here. I'm yes. loving it. I'm loving it. So, um, hey, I just want to say this is pretty exciting. You are coming in full swing to a brand new class. You're going to be teaching at School of the Spirit. Yes, I am. I'm really excited about that. I'll be teaching
0: biblical worldview. Yes, you will. So is there any can people still sign up or is it too late
1: oh no I mean we're we're up we're up for registering for classes and, and not just Luke's class I will say if you go to our website schoolofthespirit.church you can also find it on yeah. our church website hpc.church under ministries go to the website peruse some of the classes it's uh, you'll find us under spring 23 classes what I we're offering I
0: saw a lot of cool classes yeah there really are yeah. and I saw something else that I think would be helpful to, for people to know um, so if someone
1: wants to do school of the spirit yeah do they have to do 3 whole years. You actually don't. And what I like about school is it is built out in particular, we've been meditating on this. It's built out for really whatever path and track. Some people come and they just they need one thing just need one thing. Maybe it's uh, the yielding. I mean, sometimes I would argue that people need more than just one class, but that's where I have to Mm -hmm. check myself. We're going to follow whatever the Holy Spirit is revealing. Some people need one class, some people need one year. And we we really work with students to say, okay, what is God doing in developing you? Uh, One of the things I'm really excited about, Luke, with school is we are watching, really we have one or two students who's kind of piloting this for us Right after high school, I'm seeing an opportunity to catch our graduates and encourage them, hey, listen, you know what? You absolutely need to work. You absolutely need to have some type of training or formal education, Mm -hmm. right? Agreed. However the Lord's leading you. Yeah, of course. In a field you want to master. Simultaneously, you can come and take a class or two at School of the Spirit for biblical understanding mm-hmm. and knowledge of the Spirit, walking in the Spirit. Yes. So you're moving into what God has called you to. You may you may never stand in a pulpit, but in your marketplace, you're going to need to know how to follow the voice of the Holy Spirit, and you're going to need to know how to rightly discern and divide His Word. Mm-hmm. So come and learn. Yeah. Come and learn. So we're watching with a couple students right now. I want to make that pitch if you're a parent of a, a soon-to-be graduate, it's March, you know, or if you're the graduate listening, we really encourage you, if not this semester, um, probably not this semester, you're still in high school, but get onto the website, school of the spirit church. Get your enrollment in now. Get your Absolutely. application in now for the fall. Yeah. So you're right. You don't have to take all three years. You don't have to do two years. You don't have to do one year. We love to work with students. What people don't know, we'll say sometimes, is we will pray through and look at an application mm-hmm. and ask the Lord, okay, where do you want this person to start? We do not have a plug and play, one size fits all program. Right. Like this is the way you start tracking. No, it's really depending on what the what we're offering in the course, semester, mm-hmm. semester rather, and what the Holy Spirit's leading you to start with. Yeah, so it's it's a really cool yeah. process. It's a lot of fun. That's awesome. And so uh, I'm really looking forward to your class. I keep telling people to take it. So oh, I'm looking forward to it too. <laughs> That's awesome. Um,
0: you know, you had told me uh, when when you were bringing me on as as a teacher, you're like, you know, the, the really pray about the syllabus for the class. Yeah, you know, the Holy Spirit seems to give each teacher the syllabus. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's that's great. Like, I, I believe that. Um, but biblical worldview, you know, it's like there's been a lot of... It's, it's, a, it's not an original class. Like, yeah. you can take lots of biblical worldview classes. Right, right. But when I sat down to do it, it was exactly like you said, mm. where the Holy Spirit really showed me all these different topics. Yeah. And what was crazy was i had wi- i i could see how what the lord had brought me through over over the last few years and even like my whole life that was the course yeah and like those courses came from what the holy spirit had brought me through mm. and how he had wired me to teach this class and I, and and so you be as a teacher i feel like more humble rather than um you know, like a position of authority it really is the holy spirit is the teacher he is. and the teachers in our school is we're really facilitating That's what right. the
1: holy spirit is trying to communicate That's so good. And I think for anybody, like even Pastor Zach, if he was sitting here Mm -hmm. and Pastor John, we would all say the same thing, whether you're standing up there on a Sunday or you're in a classroom with 12 to 25 students, it's totally the Holy Spirit. But what I like is you've been given an opportunity to see how it works behind the scenes where you're like, yeah, 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 okay, okay, okay. I can teach, you know, or we'll get the book. But no, the Holy Spirit had a unique way. yes, yes. And this is part of what I believe uh, God is breathing through his Providence Church and echoing at School of the Spirit is that we are uniquely built. Mm -hmm. We are uniquely crafted. And so the way that you're going to reach people, Luke, is different than the way that I'm going to reach. And we should run our race. We should just be so effective in the lane that God Mm -hmm. has given us. And we shouldn't turn to our right or turn to our left or compare ourselves with our our peers. Mm -hmm. Just say, God, this is what you've given me and I'm going to do it. It, and I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. so. if anyone still wants to register school of the spirit dot church, we'd love to connect with you. If you have questions, you can send an email as well. So we are in week three. Uh, pastor Zach was joking kind of like week three of potentially 30. <laughs> 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 I don't know which service you were able to catch there, but week three of, you know, I, I don't know. We'll find out, we'll find out whether or not it's going to be an end here, but I just, here we are in March. The Lord started this year kind of or really has been priming and speaking to Pastor Zach and Ashley and the leadership team for quite a while on this area of the fivefold mm-hmm. and and understanding what the purpose is and why it exists. And now moving us to the place where we're really breathing out, what does it mean to edify and what does it mean to equip and yes. and, and to take a look at the, the body as a whole? Yeah, broadly speaking, I felt the last uh, three weeks,
0: um, Pastor Zach has really been sharpening the that lens of the fivefold Mm. and really laying out this is what it is yeah uh which i think is really helpful because you know not everybody understands that and it not everyone is wired i think to grasp that at their you know their individual walk like for example some of you listening you might be a new christian and you're just you're just stuck on Jesus, yeah. Jesus saved me and I'm just in love with Jesus. And it's like, that's amazing. That is amazing. And that really is all you need. Mm-hmm. But then as we grow as the body of Christ um, and when we read the scriptures, we see that that Jesus has a plan. Yeah. Um, and he, he doesn't leave us... Um, abandoned mm-hmm. and he brings in men and women who are gifted in different areas so that we can mature
1: and walk together. Yeah. It's interesting you say that because uh, I wanted to say hey, I'm still stuck on Jesus, but but I understand the point. To we, we have, have to, to be, be. I understand the point, too, because the writer of Hebrews in in Hebrews 6 kind of makes this transition. Hey, by now you ought to be teachers, you know, but you still need to go back. We're going to go back to repentance from dead works. We're going to go back to baptisms, Mm -hmm. all these different things. So there is a healthy progression that we should see in a a healthy body, right? Mm -hmm. There should be a growth that's taking place. And then... Peter writes in one of his letters, I believe it's 2 Peter, that you are to add to your faith virtue and to virtue all, you know, brotherly kindness and love. So the faith in Christ Jesus is really just the beginning. And if you go back to what Pastor Zach was saying a few weeks ago, that cross is the beginning of what you're called into. Mm Mm-hmm. Have, yeah. you, have you ever read The Pilgrim's Progress? Or yes, watched, I did. Okay, I you're did. way smarter and better than I am. I've never read anything. I was a, I was a kid at that <laughs> point. But. I watched The Pilgrim's Progress yeah. multiple times. Um, the different you know, makings of it. What stuck out to me was that you would think that the cross would be the end, and it's not. Hmm. It's not. It's really that, that place where you lay your burden down. But then you pick up a new cross for Christ that you're following and you're proceeding from there. Right, right. And so if we're going to be a part of this body that's being equipped and edified, there ought to be some growth that comes with it. Right, yeah,
0: and it makes perfect sense. So like we start... At the cross, mm-hmm. but then, uh, and and the cross is everything. That's, is. that's the crazy thing. So it's like we're talking about it as a beginning, but it is everything. It's, yeah. it's our beginning, it's our middle, and our end. It's the whole story. So at, as we're walking in this life with Jesus, um, yeah, we're making these sacrifices. We're also growing, but everything is done in the in the reflection of the cross. Like I kind of see it as like, that's like our, our focus point. Mm. And so like when we get off base, it's usually because we've lost sight of the cross, even yeah. though it's kind of like our moment of salvation is in our rear view. Right. Right. You know, we, we just have to realign ourselves with that and then um, keep progressing with Jesus.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And but it, not from
0: this place of, Oh, I'm starting over again. Right.
1: Right. And I think that that could be sort of the caution that Pastor Zach was bringing us a few weeks ago. Hey, it's not sin, repent, sin, repent, sin, repent, sin, repent. You are a saint. Yes, you are a saint, which uh, is is just a really good perspective to go back and to look and, you know— John says, you know, my dear children, I write these things so that you may not sin. Nevertheless, if you do sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, who cleanses us from all sin. And so, hey, as we're moving forward, as we're being built up, as Mm -hmm. we're being edified, we're going to trip over each other. We're going to yeah. sin. We're going we're gonna to easily bump into one mm-hmm. another, which is why Paul says in Colossians that we are to make allowance
0: yeah. for each yeah. other's faults. And I think sometimes like when we're talking about this progression, mm. it's easy to fall back into that sinner and works mindset. That's true. Where it's these things that I have to do. So now you're saying, now that I'm a Christian, I have to do these things. Mm. It's not so much a have to do as it is a, a get to do. Mm. We get to do these things and we get to grow. Because then the more we grow, the more we get to, we can be used by
1: the Lord to reach others. Luke, let me ask you a question. I know you're probably really just always a great kid, but did your parents ever, did you ever say to your parents, do I have to go to church? And they say, no, you don't have to, you get to. Did they, did they ever say that to you? Oh, I'm I'm sure they
0: they did for other, for lots of other things as well. We just used that on Sunday. Oh, my, my mom had this thing that she would do with us as kids. Um, Whenever she had like a chore, you know, something to do around the house, she'd be like, I have something so fun for you guys. Oh, mom, come on. And so even to this day, whenever she says, I have a fun job for you, I'm like, oh, Oh, sure. Lord.
1: Lord. (laughs) We we use the get to on Sunday. My son's like, oh, do we have to go? And I'm like, no, you don't have to. You get to. You know, that perspective. Luke is a, is a really good shift to say, "Wow, like Lord, you've invited me into this place, mm-hmm. and it's a small thing that I'm gonna I'm gonna join you in that." Um, one of the things I think that's really coming up that Pastor Zach brought into his message. Is We we are really living in a disenchanted, disillusioned time. A lot of people are disenchanted with the church, disillusioned with the church, and it all boils down to one thing, church hurt. I've been hurt by a pastor. I've been hurt by a leader. Um, I've been hurt by somebody in the church. Mm -hmm. And what we do... Our automatic defense mechanism is to recoil, and we pull back from the church. And so Pastor Zach kind of just puts this great point out there that a low view of the church is an insult mm-hmm. to Jesus. And if I think about, I have often thought about His Providence Church being a safety net for people in southern New England, and probably New England and beyond now. But this church has really, I feel like God says, hey, I can trust this church to care for people as they're coming in and they're bleeding out. Because you know as well as I do, Christians and churches have been really good at slaying our wounded. We haven't always cared the best yeah. for each other. Well, I think it's we haven't
0: done a good job of bearing with one another. Mm, and that's, that's something, even better. And that's something like even if you've been hurt in the past, remember this now, because you will you will get offended and hurt again. Yeah. And it's just as important for us who are offended and hurt. We also have to make that decision to bear with one another. And that, but but also like knowing like when the Lord is moving us somewhere else or, you know, doing something
1: different. Well, well, this is really good, Luke, because again, you know, I'm, I'm bringing this up because in Pastor Zach's message, he made this point about a low view of the church. Right. Oh, yeah. And, and we, we tend to that because we've been wounded, we've mm-hmm. been hurt, and sometimes we'll stay in a church for a while and we still have a low view of the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, or then we move on. Right. And now we're, we're kind of spewing that low view Right. of the church. And we're forgetting mm-hmm. that we are all the body of Christ. Right, And as long as there's still opportunity, as right. long as there's still time, you know, Jesus had these seven churches mm-hmm. that he was addressing and encouraging and exhorting, and in some cases rebuking. And he said, hey, listen, you've got to get this act together, or I'm going to take that lampstand from you. Mm-hmm. And so we need to let Jesus be the judge on those things. And I think with Pastor Zach highlighting the church, this is kind of the question he raises, why is the edifying or the building up of the church so important? Why is that so important? Why do we see the time given in Paul's writings to say that Jesus would empty himself, that he would deposit the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ? Why, Why all that work? And he had this awesome point that... God has chosen, in His awesomeness to make the church the vehicle. Mm-hmm. God has chosen yes. to make the church the vehicle. So it's got to be a healthy vehicle. Mm. Amen. Amen. And I think part of it is, okay. well, you know, the scripture has given us some insight, Luke, into dealing with offense. You talked about offense and and just real quickly breaking that down, if I find, you know, the scripture tells us Matthew eighteen, hey, if you're, If you have something against your brother, or if you find that you have sin against your brother, your brother has sinned Mm -hmm. against you, go and tell him his fault to his face. And if he hears you, you've won your brother. Mm -hmm. If he refuses to hear you, then you ought to take another brother or sister with you, a witness, because on the testimony of two to three witnesses, a truth is established. And then, you know, if your brother doesn't listen... Uh, then you tell it to the church, right. which we've really misunderstood. I mean, my my wife tells of stories where uh, she grew up in a time where if you sinned, they would bring you before the church and tell everybody, and that's mm. just totally misunderstood. My point is not even the end result of telling it to the church. My point is we ought to be able to deal with one another face-to-face. Right? We, we If we're going to grow as the body, we have to be willing to look each other in the eye. Part of what we should be learning in our homes and teaching our kids, look each other in the eye, Acknowledge where you missed it, right, mm-hmm. and ask forgiveness, right, right. And I, th- I think
0: it, a lot of that comes from we have to all have this mutual understanding of there will be mistakes, mm-hmm. there will be excesses, there will be offenses, yeah. Um, but it's hard. It's hard when we when you fall into that work mindset, yeah of okay now I have to be perfect like Jesus paid for all my sins now I I really want to get this right um and I you know like working in the medical field I can kind of uh relate on a certain level where it's um we understand that mistakes happen you know with patients with yeah. medications yeah. Or that doctors cuz we're all human we make mistakes yeah however everything in your training is you need to be perfect that's mm. the message that 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 you take away. Wow. And so when you make a tiny mistake, there's often like a lot of guilt that comes with that. Wow. Or if something happens with a patient and you see this where like different departments will try to, or or individuals will try to, well, that was really their fault. Mm. So this, that it was really the, the doctor's fault. The doctor should have caught this, or then the doctor will be like, well, no pharmacy should have known X or the nurse should have done this you know but that's and then what do you have there you have all this strife mm-hmm. when really it's like okay a mistake happened yep. a bunch of circumstances probably involving a bunch of different people lined up yep. for this for this mistake to occur yep yep how can we make it <laughs> how can we you know come together and you know make this not happen again in the future that's and it. there is there is a move towards that now um, but even then it's like, everyone's cause everyone's afraid of like, I don't want to be the one that, that made the mistake. I don't want to be the one who takes the blame. Right. Um, and I think when we're walking as, as Christians, sometimes we, we have that mentality. Where it's oh like, yeah. Okay. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. So that was
1: totally on that person. Yeah. And I need to make sure other someone
0: else knows about that, mm,
1: which doesn't work with edifying the body. No, that's not going to edify the body. And uh, I just think through what the Lord was communicating earlier this year that hey, if um if you're swinging a hammer and you're holding the nail and you hit your thumb, your 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 right hand is not cursing out your left hand. We're mm-hmm. not blaming the left hand or vice versa for. I know I'm left handed, so. It doesn't matter that every part of your body Mm -hmm. is going to the care and protection of that thumb that you just smashed. A mistake happened. you're you're swinging a hammer. A mistake happened. And it's that place of understanding that there needs to be, if we're going to see the body edified, not just equipped for the work of the (laughs) ministry, but edified or built up, there needs to be an understanding of mutual submission and honor, submitting to one another in love, as Paul writes in Ephesians, that we are unto Christ in that, knowing that he is the head. and. I just want to put it this way because this is I have a little asterisk here from Pastor Zach sharing this Jesus thinks so much of the church that he entrusted us with the gift to equip the saints there we go this is an excellent point mm-hmm. Like I often think like, Lord, you know, when we first had our first child, Lily, uh, she'll be 14 in May. And when we were taking her home, you're in the medical field, so you'll probably get this. When we were taking home Lily from the hospital, I remember the look there. It's that day you're checking out, you know, we've been there for three days. Yeah. It's been great. We've had a lot of help you're from ready nurses. To go. Yeah. And they look at us and we're getting, they're like, okay, get the car seat now. And I'm like, oh, this is becoming a reality. This child is coming with us. Don't you know we don't know anything? We're 24. We know nothing. I don't I don't know anything. And I'll never forget driving on the highway that day on 95 and I drove 30 miles an hour on the highway. I didn't have a sticker or or a little thing that said baby on board. It was like these people so are crazy. Funny. Don't oh, you know man. there's a child here? trying to get it just right, Right. trying to get it perfect. But people have been birthing and raising babies for generations and millennia. It's been happening for a long time. And I just, when I pull back the layer saying, Lord, wow, you actually, you are so confident in your Holy Spirit to work in and through us that you've entrusted this gift to us, Mm -hmm. that we have the privilege to work with the Lord to equip the saints and edify the body. Amen. Yeah. Amen.
0: Yeah, and I think that that's where, like, coming into the whole um, remnant yeah. perspective, this is where we draw our comfort, where yeah. it's the Lord brought us in mm. because we recognize our need for him.
1: That's good, man.
0: So why don't you flesh out the whole, like, what it, what is remnant theology? When we hear that, you know, I think of, like, a tiny piece of fabric.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, you're you're kind of asking the wrong guy because the, the remnant theology, this is, this is great, but coming to HPC over the past few years has really kind of awakened my eyes and my heart and understanding to that. And, of course, Larry Stockstill, I believe it is, or Stockhill, he wrote an excellent book on the remnant. I read that years ago before I even came here. But the way that Pastor Zach was breaking it down is that there is an overlap, and I've been meditating on this. If Jesus is the vine and we are the branches— And Paul does go on to say, hey, don't think you Gentiles are so special, you know, that God has abandoned Israel. No, 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 no. Israel is already attached and actually has been severed off for your sakes. Mm. And God is using this time of the Gentiles, what some might call a time of grace, a time for the Gentiles, a dispensation of grace, a dispensation of the Gentiles for the whole world to be saved. But... Jesus is the vine. He is the stump. He is the tree trunk. And on one side, you have the Gentiles grafted in. And on the other side, you have the Jews who were originally there, but have also been brought back Mm. in. But they have to believe on the Lord Jesus as well. And so as Pastor Zach was communicating, there is an overlap. We are not forsaking all that God did through Israel. In fact, Paul goes on to say, we would not have the faith if not for Israel. If God did not preserve for himself a line through Abraham and fulfill it through David, we would not have this gift of by grace through faith, through Jesus Christ today. So we owe a debt. And Paul even goes on to share that. And I I think we ought to feel that way as Christians, that we owe a debt of gratitude and support to our brothers and our sisters um, who are you know maybe still operating in that in that area of the old covenant and over my journey i've had an opportunity to connect with some messianic jews and just hear brother i got to tell you luke i am so overwhelmed. And Josh Blankenhorn, who helps us so much at School of the Spirit, I mean, he is just a phenomenal gift. Thank you, Josh, for all you do, whether it's media or teaching. But he he just really loves the Hebrew culture, and he loves the Eastern uh, understanding of the culture that God has created. And bro, I am so Western, it's not even funny. There's so much I don't even understand because of how I've been Westernized. I've been raised in a Western culture. Yeah, it's understood. It, yeah, it's understood, yeah. right? But what I'm saying is to, to meet somebody who has a lineage and an understanding of how God set things up. Mm-hmm. That only enhances my faith. Right, right. So right. that that remnant theology is understanding that there is an overlap, and therefore there should be a gratitude. Right. And therefore there should be me praying for, praying into seeing Israel saved, seeing them turn back to the Lord. Right, right. And I, I think it's important to understand that,
0: this idea of the remnant or uh, a group of people who are faithful to the Lord, that's the story that you see all through Scripture. Right. Because God always puts out his big message, like, I want all of Israel. Mm. But then there are those who are disobedient and then they fall away. Yeah. They get destroyed. Um, They go after other gods. But then there are always those who stay with him. um, And his heart for those whose heart is toward him whether or not they are from Israel or not that's found all through scripture yeah like that you see that with rahab when yep. <laughs> the children of israel go to jericho and she she is a she runs a house of prostitution mm. but she has heard of the lord and her heart is stirred and she understands okay this is this guy's the real thing this is this is the real deal and so she tells the spies um and the spies make a provision for her and then she actually ends up being part of the line of Jesus. Absolutely.
1: One of and, my favorite stories. <laughs> you know? It's um, it's so good. Do you have something you were stewing on over yeah, there? Yeah, because
0: I, I was a few weeks ago, the Lord had brought me to Isaiah 56. Mm. Um, and then in starting in verse 6, it says, Also the foreigners who join themselves to the Lord to minister to him and to love the name of the Lord, to be his servants, everyone who keeps from profaning the Sabbath and holds fast my covenant, even those I will bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer.
1: mm which really nails it for everyone, and then we see in the New Testament, for everyone mm-hmm. who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right. So it really doesn't matter what your background is. And and again, I'm I, I'm sorry, I was looking for the scripture over here, but there is a passage where Roman uh, past uh, Paul talks about it, and I think Pastor Zach was alluding to it. You can find it in Romans nine through eleven, where Paul is communicating that we really do owe a debt of gratitude to. Israel, and therefore they should be on our hearts. And what you have to understand when you break down the scripture is Paul and Barnabas knew by the Holy Spirit, it's in Acts. Paul and Barnabas knew that they were to go out and minister to the Gentiles. And Paul even says, I was just reading this morning, Paul even affirmed that the, the apostles of, of that day understood that Paul and Barnabas were called to the Gentiles just like Peter was called to, to minister Jews. to the Jews, to yeah. Israel. And and if we want to really get a great picture of this, all you do is look at Acts chapter 10 where Peter who is considered a pillar in the church um, has a revelation and, and Pastor Zach was alluding to it on Sunday with the the sheet that came down from heaven when Peter is hungry. In Acts chapter 10 you read all about it. Cornelius' household, he was, he was not in the line uh, of Jesus. He was not a Jew, he was a centurion. And to see what happens here, God not only saves his household, but the Holy Spirit gets mm-hmm. poured out on them yep. in a way to communicate to Peter and all the brothers who are with him, right. wow, God's desire is not just for the Jews. Right. Right. So to understand, we, we're a little backwards now. We think we've got the one up. We think Christians today, and this is where Pastor Zach was bringing us to either replacement theology or separation theology. We tend to be very, I'll say, uh, loosely stated. A little ethnocentric with our Christianity. We tend to think that we have it best and we understand it correctly and we are one part that has been grafted into a vine that has predated us. Right. And I and I and that's and that's the heart
0: of it is we have to understand how we outflow from God's promises to Israel. Yes. And how we are still connected Mm. to them and how we should be praying for them. Because Uh the you know, what does Jesus say? How long I have I've wanted to take, gather you, yes. Jerusalem, as a mother hen gathers gathers her chicks. Yeah. That is that is the heart of Jesus towards the the Jews who are still far from from
1: Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this kind of brings a really interesting point because I was looking at Pastor Zach's message, even the way that I I kind of put it in my notes here, and I'm like, oh, it's kind of. It's kind of, in a way, two separate parts, but it all works together here because at the very end, one of the last remarks is, we do not need another revival where everyone gets goosebumps and then goes home. And I think this is really good to tie everything in. so good. Read that one more time. We don't need another revival where everyone gets goosebumps and then goes home. Mm. I think we have become so experiential. Yeah. Um, And what's happening is now we're seeing, I mean, God, there's there's not just a groundswell. There's a lot happening in the world right now. There really are revivals. Fires Mm -hmm. are stirring. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I want to say, too, to that point as well, um, if pastors are getting together and starting to say, we're going to start seeking the Lord, we see God doing something. Don't put that down. That's awesome. No, we're not trying to no, copy or mimic no, no, anything, no. but God no. is moving among his people. And right. if it took watching something like Asbury or some, somewhere else to stir everyone's heart, right. praise right. God. Oh yeah, because absolutely. We've got to get on our knees mm-hmm. and we've got to call on our father yep. and we've got to do it together. Yep. Yep. And, and you know, I, I think
0: it's, it's so important that we do that because if, when we're seeking the Lord, we're allowing the Lord to come do what the Lord wants to do. Mm-hmm. And, we trust the Lord and yeah. he's the only, he's the only one that's perfect in in this whole equation. That's it. That's why it's so important, go back to the cross. Mm. Every, the cross is in the middle of the whole
1: thing. That's it's it. the beginning, the middle, and the end. <laughs> that's it. Oh, it's so good, and G and I. You keep saying that, and my mind keeps going to John fifteen that Jesus is the vine. Mm-hmm. So he's the one who's holding everything together. And on the right side, you might have the Gentiles, and on the left side, mm-hmm. you have the Jews. But we're both attached to the right. same vine, right? Which is Christ. Right. He is the beginning and the middle and the end. Yeah, and it's just it's been really heavy on me this whole
0: time. Where you know we're, we're talking about a lot of different things. Yeah, I know. And, and you know. might be, uh, you know, some of you listeners, you might be hearing this and be like, I don't understand half yeah. of. You know, we with the breakdown, we try to like make things simple. <laughs> Did we complicate uh, it? But sometimes I don't know. <laughs> so if if you're feeling lost, just understand you start it. it's all starts and ends with Jesus. Absolutely. So if that's where you're at right now, just understand Jesus saved you. Mm-hmm. Um, he cleansed you of your sin. Um, he calls you to not live in your sin. You are a saint, yep. and. If you remain in that place and allow him to do what he wants to do in your life, you will progress into um, this this way of being. Yeah. Not so much like even, I don't even want to say like gifts, even though that's what the Bible calls it. It's a way of being that the Lord has designed you uniquely mm. so that he can use you to reach people. Yeah. So, if you just have to hang on to that, yeah stay there, and then the rest of this will make sense as you go. This is a learn as you go process
1: absolutely and and you've said it to me before and I don't even think you realized how much it blessed me um i'm I'm keenly aware as I'm getting a little bit older how much I don't know and it's becoming a little scary to me. I'm like, wow God, I yet I come back to the Lord has entrusted us, mm-hmm. we're gonna keep seeking him. Um, and and you said, hey, it's not about what you don't know. It is about what you know, and rather, it's about who you know. Mm-hmm. And to stay in that place. And you 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 shared something really beautiful there because this came up in our class today at School of the Spirit, Ephesians two ten. We are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, and we are saved unto good works, which God prepared beforehand. So God has prepared the work, like you said, uniquely designed. God crafted you. You're going to walk in that work. God already prepared it for you. You're His right. workmanship. You just have to. Lean into him. He's the one that's going to do it. It is not required of us that we understand all these things. Um, Again, spending time with Joshua or other people who study the Hebrew culture, it's amazing to me. And yet I have come to know Jesus. I'm studying his word. And I know that he is pleased. And I know that as I stay connected to him, he's going to refine the areas. He's going to continue to lead me.
0: Right. And I'm just thinking of in 1 Corinthians where what was the problem in their church was they had come into knowledge of their giftings Mm. in jesus and in that process it became all about gifting yeah yeah and my gifting being known and and out front and you know not giving room for each other and what had they done in that process because like what was the most excellent way it's love
1: that's it bro so it's the way of jesus so
0: yes we get gifts we do but jesus is the greatest gift and he is (sighs) the one that that who is actually operating through us.
1: That's it. That's it. In 1 Corinthians 12 after the whole, you know, dissertation on gifts, Paul says, and yet I show you a more excellent way. And that's where we get 1 Corinthians 13, the way of love. Mm-hmm. It's all right there. And now remain faith, hope and love, and the greatest yeah. is love. So that's good, Luke. I love how you're kind of tying this up and putting a little bow on it there. Really good. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, we hope that you're plugged into a greenhouse, as Pastor Zach shared on Sunday. Uh, Hopefully you heard this. But our Easter thrust, if I could say that, is going to be directly through greenhouses so hopefully you're plugged into a greenhouse whereas last year we all kind of blitzed the community of swansea with some uh sweetbread dis you know disbursement now we're going to be doing some things directly through our greenhouse it's really cool really really cool so that's going to impact your community and just what's on your heart, man. Yeah. No, that's
0: it. Um, there are baptisms coming. Yes, out, right? there so,
1: are. If people want to sign up. Yes, and we're doing them both services. And this is important because I think we haven't done it in a while. We're going to see a lot more. We already have more coming through. So please sign up. If you have surrendered your life to Jesus and He is your Lord, hey, your next step is to be baptized and to declare publicly, I I am not the same person. I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. And uh, really interesting because you just came back from Iraq. And I know we're a little bit over, but this marriage it's sharing. I was talking to Bishop Khamanapali last week at a gathering, Sadarshan, um, and he was telling me that uh, it's becoming increasingly more difficult to minister in certain parts of the world. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that he was saying is it's really critical for them to communicate, hey, before baptism, after we go through all this teaching and training, they will say to uh, somebody who surrendered their life to Jesus, will you be faithful? Yes, I'll be faithful. Will you be faithful unto death? And I thought, wow, now that's a wake up at your baptism. Yeah. I was like, wow, Bishop, oh, yes. that's, that's pretty intense. But I, I was really hit with that. I'm saying, wow, this, you, you, you at that point probably know a little bit of what you're entering into. Mm-hmm. So I just, I thought that was really powerful. It's very powerful. And it'll speak volumes. Mm-hmm. We don't have to do that here right now in America, but would we be willing to, We right. would we be willing to do right. that? So, Hey man, why don't you pray us out, brother? All right. Dear Jesus, thank you um,
0: that you are building your church yes. and that we get to be part of it. And Uh, We pray that you would align our hearts with yours, that everything we do would be in love uh, to one another, that we would submit to one another and Mm. bear with one another and walk out um, any disagreements that we have, knowing that uh, we're all walking towards you uh, and give us the wisdom and the discernment to know um, how to make decisions along the way. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. All right. I'm Kurt. And I'm Luke. And that is The Breakdown. We'll catch you next week.